It's Luke and Naomi. <laughs> All right, welcome to episode 64, back from a, I'm going to call it a delicious hiatus because it was Thanksgiving. That's right. So uh, uh, happy episode 64. We got a good one for you. Naomi watched an actual Thanksgiving movie. At least a lot of people consider it a Thanksgiving movie. I can see that, sure. So uh, Scent of a Woman review coming up. I really can't wait to find out what Naomi thinks of this because I'm pretty sure she didn't know squat about this and... You can answer. Did you know anything about it? No. Okay. That was a yes Hoo-wah. or no answer. Hoo-wah. Uh so, <laughs> so like, yeah, she was she's been doing that ever since. So pretty sure she liked it. Can't wait to you find out. You have to wait, yeah. And Can't find wait out. to find out if she actually did. And and really though, uh what what was the movie Encino Man that you thought was a serious movie? Yeah. And it's Encino Man. So uh I, I'm excited to find out how, how that all went down with your first ever watch of scent of a woman yeah. and uh thanksgiving of course is why we were off and then we were so full we had to do two weeks off that's right it, that's just, just how it that went down full. that yeah. you know that that and other things who knows i don't even remember what the i heck think we had going part on. of it is you know family in town you know that took up some time and then we had to get watching a movie. We got ski ball. We've got work. We've got a life, you know? Got we a lot busy. of stuff going on. We, we, <laughs> we do. We're trying to fit it all in at once. Recording on a Thursday when we normally yeah. record much earlier in the week. But here we are. Episode 64. It's happening. So, uh, ski ball, you mentioned. I did. We, uh, at this point, are unfortunately not alive in the playoffs anymore. But we no, did make it died. to the second round. Second round. And uh, mm-hmm. that's that's... That's just, I'll call it a success for us. I think so. For being rookies, yeah, making it to the playoffs to begin. Well, no, everybody kind of makes it to the playoffs. You know, everybody plays. Pretty much. Um, But we made it through the first round. So that's cool. Yeah, we got to win know. in the playoffs under yes. our belt. So that's, that's important. That's good. Now Not we got to so see what we do for next, the next time. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, second, uh, the second week of the playoffs went, went okay. I think we. We showed up at least. We finished within the same, you know, number as in we in the eight hundreds. Everybody was in the eight hundreds. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you know what the hell we're talking about for score, but it's not like we didn't get shit stomped. Absolutely, you know, <laughs> absolutely annihilated. We did not. I was trying to find a better word than shit stomped, but I really kind of. I'm solid. like, you know, that kind of fits. It's, we did not. So yeah. uh, that that you know, we can walk away proudly now. Uh, Ashley Ashley Rogers, who's also our sips and snacks. Uh, guru for the the uh the drinks there he probably not considering the the season that much of a victory because probably he's used not. to he's you know he's very good so he's used to winning uh at the ski ball a lot more than we are but that's right we'll be back for the next skizen that i believe is in february yep and uh, we'll see if we can do even better we've got we'll a see what happens. we've got a secret team name that's already right. for the next you round. have to wait though this is gonna be fantastic this one is gonna be much more thought out planned and uh executed than than the periodic table of Elsky Mints. I did like that name, though. It's so a good did I. name. So did I. And it, our team pictures are going to be phenomenal. That's, yeah, I can't wait to get those. We got to see about getting those from the Ski EO. That's right. If you are interested and you're in the Wilmington area and you want to check out some uh, Brewski Ball, Wilmington Brewski Ball on Facebook is where you can find all the info. And just give it a shot. You know, just reach out and be like, hey, can I like come out and play one day and see if I like it? Because they always do like free ski and all of that. So give it a shot. Find out if you like it. You're gonna. And you're going to get hooked. And you're going to want to play. Yeah. So when we get closer to that, we'll we'll uh, we'll make sure to let everybody know too. And then 
that's that whole situation. They bring you out. They put you with somebody who knows what they're doing. They teach that's you the right. scoring. You have a quick little yeah, mini game. Yeah, so you're not like, even if you show up and you're like, I don't know a single soul. I just heard about it on the podcast. It's not like you show up and they're like, yeah, you know, just to throw some balls. What What is there to know? No, everybody is so helpful and friendly. And they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, let me show you what I do. And, you know, here, try this. And you'll just love it. Yeah. You will. Uh, it, it is a ton of fun. So, uh, sadly bowed out of the playoffs but we do have the big uh, banquet where the championship match is going to happen and then there's a big old one-on-one tournament so that's how, right how do you think you'll do in the singles are you looking forward to that no pressure from teammates or do you need the teammates there i mean we're going to be cheering you on no matter what um i don't know i feel like there's no more pressure because the tournament's over well, so maybe and that'll the season help. is over um but it it just, it doesn't matter until you get up there. That's right. Yeah. Because I could talk about it all day of what you normally would feel or whatever. Round two of the tournament, I was more nervous than the first day that we played. Like, my heart was racing, and there was no reason for it. There really wasn't. I was like, mm, we're probably not going to win, but that's okay. This is going to be fun. But I was still nervous as hell. Like, it was just insane. Yeah. So, one-on-one. I don't have anybody to carry me, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, but at the same time, I won't let anyone down either, so hard All right. to tell. Well, we'll report back from that Yeah. Uh, hopefully sometime next week. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, don't set your watch by the date. No, absolutely <laughs> next not. Next episode, how about that? We'll, we'll Hell if we there. know. Listen, we are in December. Nothing makes sense this month. Yeah, okay? I know, it's crazy. Like, we got a lot going on. Everybody's got a lot going on. Christmas, holiday parties, all of that good stuff, so... We do appreciate you coming back, though. Uh, we definitely right. glad to be talking to you again. Uh, we mentioned Sips and Snacks with Ashley. That's right. We uh, we have the Thanksgiving episode up right now, and this is another, you know, totally neglecting our Luke and Naomi duties. But we got, I know. I think we've got a couple of uh, of other episodes in the can, if not uh, mostly, mostly done. Yeah. The next one is Zebra Cakes. I mentioned that before we did the uh, Turkey Changa, but that just... Thanksgiving got in the way. I, I apologize. Yeah. Zebra Cakes is coming. I promise. It's amazing. You're definitely going to want to see that video. We also have a fall one, too, that you'll probably get next summer. So we'll oh, see. Oh, I forgot about the fall one. <laughs> we'll see how that's going to uh, shake down, too. Maybe we somehow... Uh, maybe I don't know. We'll figure it maybe, out. We, we will figure it out. Like, yeah. Instead of stammering about it while we're recording, how about we just figure it out instead? No, no. You see, less, I know. us trying to figure out things in real time. <laughs> See, it's disastrous. It really we don't is. know what oh. we're doing. You should see when the microphone's off. Then we That's start right. cussing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so sips and snacks. Check out the Turkey Changa episode if you haven't. YouTube, Luke and Naomi on air, the same as it is everywhere. That's right. Uh, we do have the link up on the Facebook page, too, if you're mostly just Facebook savvy. Just yeah. check it out on the Facebook. So um, other than that, before we get to random facts... I wanted to get your thoughts on this one. So we both have Fitbits. We have for a couple of years. We're, yeah. we're, we're part of the whole 10,000 steps a day people. You know, a lot of people have these. I know you've you've cut back on some of your steps uh, as of late. As like the way you say that too, almost like, well, we're going to cut back on our steps. Well, you've had, we're you deciding know, to be even less healthier. You, you, know? you get the promotion of the job. Now you're behind a desk yes, a lot yes. more. There's so, a reason behind it. You know, yeah. all that. And I know how you work too, because I've worked with you for years and years. Yeah, so I don't move you put your like head down and hours. you go until it's done. So you're not getting up and doing the step thing during the day. So no. I mean, I can generally hit the 10,000 and I know when you try, you do, cause we will. So, uh, 
This thing is going around the internet. Would you rather someone give you a million dollars now or get three cents for every step you take for the rest of your life? Man. We need to, uh, to get Luke Ragsdale on this one because he was our would you rather champion. I think I want the million dollars because I'm sure that three cents will add up. Oh, gosh. Hang on. So, you know, I've got math coming. I had somebody yeah. else do this for me. I feel like you would probably make more money with the three cents, but just give me the million dollars now. I'll like invest part of it and just be happy. It's cool. <laughs> All right, so I don't want to do any work for the money. Just give me the money. The million dollars. No. So yeah, yeah. Uh, three cents for every step you take. I When I first saw this, I thought it was going to be like a year. Yeah. You know, so I was like, ah, that's probably, I would take Closer. the million. But for the rest of your life, you know, you got to factor in vacations and you know when you're doing all the walking and stuff like yeah. that and uh all kinds of whatever so exercise counts too of course 56 percent of people who took the poll said they would prefer three cents per step okay uh you know if you are a walker or you know somebody who just what if you're tired you'd be walking around all the time i don't know but uh you know for people like we're talking about you're sitting behind a desk a ton yeah i've, I've i sit a lot so if i don't get up and get them on purpose you know i miss out on the ten thousand a day so, uh, if you do get 10000 a day, do you want to take a stab at how much this would be? No, I tried to figure it out while we were talking, and okay. I'm like, wow, I'm really bad at math. So, 300 bucks a day if you get 10,000 steps a day and you're doing the three cents. Well, and that's not that long of walking, which if you think about it, if you're getting paid $300 a day and you do that as your job, sure, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. So, that averages out to 2100 bucks a week and 109 thousand two hundred dollars per year but argument i could just have a million dollars right now and not have to do shit so right. <laughs> so yeah hmm. so and if you wanted to get to the mill it would take a little over nine years to get to a million and that's you know this is all hypothetical so we're not talking actual uh factoring and taxes and bills and all that such yeah so i don't want to wait nine years for that million dollars yeah. i want it now but i mean after the nine years you make you, a little bit more. You, keep you have going. to wait another nine years to make another million dollars. That's a, you know that's that's a great point. So it Not is uh, money. it is about one hundred and ninety five dollars per hour walking. Yeah, but I guess some finance types say it still is better to take the lump sum now, provided like you said, you save and invest the money. Invest yeah. part of it, be happy, be done with it, and still try to get your steps every day because it's healthy for you. That's right. So you'd go straight million dollars. Yeah, think. absolutely. All right. Give cool. me the money. I, I, you know, I started off going, oh, oh, you know, I get a lot of steps and all that. And I do like a million dollar, a million dollar, a million step challenge at work for part of the thing and all that prizes and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, you know, I probably easily get there. It would be a great incentive to get you to walk 10,000 steps every day so you can get that money. But nah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, give me the million dollars. Let's do that. All right. Uh, it is time to get to some random facts, your weekly dose of did you know, and here we go. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to save that one for last. I like that one. Did you know about 20 years before the Lincoln Douglas debates, Stephen Douglas tried to date a woman named Mary Todd, but she wasn't interested in him and married Abraham Lincoln instead. And then 20 hmm. years later, they ended up having these famous debates. All right. All right. Interesting. Did you know Staten Island voted to secede from New York City in 1993? But the plan actually violated New York State's constitution, so they couldn't do it. Huh. All right. 
There you go, all the upstate New York folks, folks that that want to bail from New York City. Yeah. <laughs> the state, uh, state uh, they already squashed that. Did you know the original plan for gremlins? This is hilarious, by the way. Was to use monkeys wearing masks. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? It sounds like something Homer Simpson would cook up. I feel like it would take so much work and effort, and you got to teach monkeys how to act and stand in right places and um, no yeah it seems like so much work so that's not the reason why they didn't use the monkeys oh, okay. a bunch of monkeys freaked out when they tried to put masks on them so they learned that this was a bad idea <laughs> so the producers never thought, mind let's not do this let's go to the extreme other end and go puppets yeah yeah how about that did you know that subway's bmt sandwich was originally named after the brooklyn manhattan transit subway lines not, no. Yeah, it was. It was. Now it just stands for bigger, meatier, tastier. That's stupid. And finally, it is. Did you know that in every U.S. state, when it comes to slot machines, the winner of the money or jackpot or whatever mm -hmm. is not the person who puts in the money, but the person who either pulls the arm or hits the button? Yeah, it makes sense. So in 2017, a Florida man learned it the hard way because he had a female friend hit the button for him you and know, she wanted make, the money make the bet yeah and uh she hit a hundred thousand dollar jackpot so when the casino officials came over they were like no that's her money yeah and uh there's no bet legally be you know because of all the law and whatnot until the actual button is pressed once you put sense. the money in it don't matter yeah and so uh i guess everything turned sour and the guy didn't end up getting any money at all Aw, no surprise there. And that is your weekly dose of Did You Know? A couple of random facts just to get you through. To stop them shakes. Stop them, yeah, them random, random fact facts. shakes. I need some, I need do some you, facts. Do you got any more of those facts? If you got the dad joke shakes, we got those coming up at the end of the show. That's right. As well. How about that? Uh, last time we did a show, we asked you... <laughs> Way back when, weeks ago. So we did uh, Return to Oz last episode. That's right, we did. A couple of people. That terrible movie. A couple of people were upset. Good. Uh, Paul Moore, one of them. Okay. Paul Moore says, I had never seen that. He says, it took 64 episodes for you guys to come up with a movie I've never seen. Okay. So he watched it. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry you can't have that like two hours of your life back. I don't know what's worse is that is you know is is Paul being exposed to uh, Return to Oz or when we played Dominic the Donkey for all of southeastern New Mexico to hear and just ruined everybody's lives. We got so many calls that oh, yeah. episode that was fantastic. But yeah, Paul Paul was like, so I went and watched Return to Oz. I'd never seen it, and he was like, I hate you. But I said, welcome to you know having to know about the Wheelers and the Headless Queen and the stupid yeah. Gump. I. The day after we watched that video, I went to work and just told everyone about it. I'm like, has anybody seen this movie? And nobody had seen it. And I'm like, first of all, don't. Just listen to the podcast because I sum it up pretty good. Oh, yeah. You know. But at the same time, I was like, I kind of wish they would watch it just so they can suffer through the things 
anybody who's watched that movie has suffered through. I'm so glad. I'm so. I, I hope. I hope we've um, influenced people to watch a couple of movies along the way, and yeah. good, good ones though. You know. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> well, no, you know who knows? Bad ones too, because if if uh, misery loves company, my That's, dad always that used to is say. True. So you know, so hey, if we've seen these horrible things, you have to as well. And you know, I have to sit through this sometimes again when I know it's a bad movie, but I still need to get Naomi up to speed and out from under that rock. Yeah. And then it's like, oh boy, can I read a book while we're doing this? She probably wouldn't like that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Definitely not. You because need to again, sit and suffer. Misery loves company. So last episode, uh, we also asked, you know, we asked, what is the funniest name for a pet you've ever heard? That yes. Was, that was a homework, as we like to call it. Okay. What is the funniest name for a pet you've ever heard? I I've met a cat named David. That's Which is a great answer. An yeah. orange cat named David, and I can't. You know, it's just great. Dallas says his uncle had a dog named LB, which was short for Little Bastard. I love it. <laughs> he said he, the dog would literally tear everything up. So yeah, LB. LB is the name of That's the dog. That's fitting. I like it. My own dad has a cat that he just calls Dude. Yeah. Because he never named the cat. He got it as like a mouser, you know, to make sure yeah. the property's clean and all that stuff. And just, I was like, what are you going to call it? And he's like, I don't really know. I don't. Not really worried about it. Yeah. But as he would have to call it something, hey, you know, he started calling it Dude. So he has a cat named Dude. How long has he had that cat? Uh, I, I, I want to say around four years at least. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, for sure. And now there's another cat in the house and that's a whole story. Like, All that's right. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Chris says he's when he was a kid, he named his goldfish Fluffy. <laughs> it's not fitting at all. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Paul says he had an, uh, or his friend had an ugly dog. They called it Stupid. Wow. <laughs> he would call it by saying, come here, Stupid. <laughs> I the don't dog know. just kind of like hops up like, yeah, what's up? Ugly and stupid. Yeah. Uh, so see. sad. His snowman uh, says he, they have a friend who had a dog named Puppy. Okay. Like, they they took the puppy to the vet, but didn't have a name for it yet. So the vet just wrote down puppy. Yeah. And it stuck. And the rest is history. So Interesting. All right. Some good ones there. Uh, I still think cat named David wins. I do too. I like the animals with like human names. Definitely. Um, My boss's parents have a cat that is called Yellow Cat. Really? They call it YC sometimes <laughs> for short. That's YC. Fa- that's just fantastic. Yellow Cat. And that name just stuck forever. Um, so that one's up there for me. That's a good one. But I do like, again, the human names for animals. Yeah, definitely. That's always funny. The, in the, the like more uh, normal human, a cat named David. Like just that. This is my dog, John. That was just, you know, Bill. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Call him William when he's in trouble. Yeah, but uh, William, did you get in the trash again? Bill the hamster. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> that would crack me up. Uh, oh, did you see names. my hamsters? This one's that. Bill. This I, one's Fluffy. I just love the stupid pet names. It's yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, next week we're gonna post this one on the Facebook on Luke and Naomi. Gotta uh, get ready for air. that holiday season, you know. We are. We're getting ready. So. Th- <sighs> Christmas being on a Monday, the Sucks. shipping deadline is like Friday the 15th or Saturday the 16th or something like that, which yeah. means it's next freaking week. It is. If you're listening to this reasonably soon after we posted it. Anyway, um, so it just seems like I've totally spaced on buying anything and I have no idea what I'm going to do and kind of in full on panic, panic. mode yeah. and all of that. And so today I went through and like 
was kind of just cramming through Amazon going, okay, what should I get for everybody? Right. You know what I mean? That's my plan tomorrow, by the way, is running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Just yeah. going, okay, I got to get everyone's gifts all right now. And so I I think I came out okay. I think Good. I came out the other side. So, I mean, I had a suggestion from like my brother Matthew. He gave me something. Um, bitch and Dan... My stepdad, we never, I never know what to get. I usually just try to find something cool for him. I think I did okay. My mom is the worst because, like, she'll give us a list sometimes. Sometimes she won't. And I think I picked out some cool stuff just for her. So cool. uh, that'll be all right. But we want to know about the worst ones. When I was a kid, my mom um, would just crush for Christmas. I mean, she always has. Yeah. And when I was, there was like two years in a row where I brought to her house for Christmas for her, the only thing I got her. A gift bag from whatever store mm-hmm. with a generic picture and a random couch pillow. Two years in a row. Oh. Picture and a pillow. Wait, 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 wait. Um, how old were you when you did this? Oh, way too old. Oh. Uh, I, I don't believe, I wasn't in my 20s. I don't think I was in my 20s. Uh, let me put it. I hope I you hope weren't I wasn't in my 20s. In your 20s. I do want to say. Wow. I, I, I want to say mid-teens. Like okay. 14, 15, something like that. Yeah. You know, so like I was trying and I thought it was clever, but then the next year I forgot I had did it the year before. And so you did it again. <laughs> and so uh, that to me. That's a little rough. It, you know, and I'm sure as a, as a small child, like what can you do? But, you yeah. know, as as a, I was trying to consciously get a gift that just did not. It just flopped. Yeah. Horribly. Happens. So what is the worst gift you've ever given? Now, this can be the worst gift you ever given on accident. Yeah. As a prank or on purpose for somebody maybe you didn't really care too much about, but you had to get them something for whatever reason. Yeah, like, like a hate I, gift. Uh, you know, hey, we've all been guilty of it at one point sure. or another. Yeah. Yes. Um, we want to hear all the stories. The more stories, the better. Absolutely. What's yeah. the worst, worst gift, gift you've ever given for any reason at all? Yeah. Looking forward to hearing those. Uh, next episode. I'm just going to start saying that from now on. That's going to be our our new thing. Next episode. Yeah, because you can't count on us for anything. Because that's coming up real soon. Yeah. That next episode. Soon. It absolutely is. When are you going to record that? Soon. Soon. It's an old Mitch Hedberg, a take on an old Mitch Hedberg joke, which I absolutely love. Well done. Excellent placement. I love it. All right. That is uh, the first half of the show. Now it is time to hit the crazy noise button. Are you ready? Yes. There we go. Yay. <laughs> Last time I, I think I, I you know beat on the wall or something like that. I don't know. It was it was too much. It was a little too much. Yeah. So there we go. We toned did, it down a little. Uh, we got the, 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 that out of the way. Yeah. It is time now for Naomi's under a rock review of Scent of a Woman. I love this movie. I don't know how I ever ended up watching it, but when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, this is this is a good movie, and it's something like. I haven't seen it in years and years and years. It's been on our list forever. Yeah. And just never had reason to to check it out. But after Return to Oz, I thought it maybe we follow up with something. That you know is going to be okay to watch. Nice and, you know, f- that that has a good, a good end. It's just a good a, we, a good movie. Let's okay. put it that way. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah. let's uh, let's hear it. How'd you like Son of a Woman? What'd you think? All right. My first uh, note on here is I don't know anything about this movie. I was actually surprised because they give you the little, you know, blurb about the movie before you click play. And it said something about a retired military person. And I'm like, what? 
hell movie am I watching? Right. I thought this was going to be like a love story. Guy meets girl. They fall in love. There's some drama in between. Little conflict. They get back together. Everything's perfect. Yeah, that's not this movie at all. <laughs> Way wrong. I love it. I Way love it. wrong. Under all right. a rock. All right. So we got a bunch of kids at a prep school. It's a little, it's actually a little hard to understand what's actually going on in the beginning of this movie, um, which I like. You kind of jump into the story and then you've got to, not jump into the story, but you jump into the scene and have to start like pulling everything together because it's, you know, it's conversations going on, but it's not um, simple black and white. Like, I feel like TV and movies and everything has been so dumbed down for us where it's like. You know, you open in on the scene and they go, hey, let's go play a prank on somebody. And you already know where the storyline's going. This is like, hey, let's give you some ideas of kind of the dynamic between the main character and these other group, this other group of boys that are, you know, again, it's a prep school, these rich kids. um, And you can, you kind of see their relationship. Yeah. so when we first started watching it, I'm like, I really don't understand what's going on. Did we start what's, in the middle? Yeah, what's the dynamic <laughs> between all this? But like I said, I, I kind of enjoyed that because that forces you to watch to figure it out. Yeah, you really had to instead pay of Yeah, instead of it just being laid out in front of you. Here you go. Here's these kids. This is what's going to happen here. All right. Um, so main character, Charlie. Um at one point I wrote, I guess he's going to be the main character of the story. Yes. Um, so, because you don't even know that right off the bat. You really don't, uh, unless you looked at the, the credits and knew who he was. Live action Robin himself, Chris O'Donnell. That's right. Um, so, he found a posting about a job that would be going on over Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Boom. That's why it's a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> Um, so the group of kids that we had seen earlier, um, they seem like the richest and most basically pretentious group. Oh yeah, total snobs. Um, they're talking about their Thanksgiving and Christmas plans, going to Vermont and then going to Switzerland. Um, uh, they seem like dinguses, so Absolutely. we'll see at this Led point. by Philip Seymour Hoffman too. In, That's right. In an early role, but still killed it. I mean, he killed everything he ever did. Uh, but he seemed like... The least dingus-y the out least, of the group. She just wants to say douchey so bad but won't. Uh, I don't. But that's oh, exactly what she means. Just remember yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit. All right, anyway, so they invite Charlie along um, to go on their adventures for their, their vacations and all that. He declines, obviously for multiple reasons, but he says because <laughs> of the price. Um, and he also picked up that flyer about that weekend job. Um, so he's supposed to be doing some elderly care. Yeah, so he wanted the job so he could make it home for Christmas, right? Yeah, that's right. But at this time, I, I did not connect that okay. together. Um, all right, so Charlie heads over to the house where he's supposed to be taking care of this guy, where the, he got the flyer. Woman answers the door and is like, oh, you're the right person for this job. I know Uncle Frank is going to love you, all that. Now, she opens up the door, so Uncle Frank is, like, staying in the guest house in the backyard. Um, so she opens up the door and lets Charlie in to, like, meet Frank and all of that, and then just leaves. Yeah. First of all, at this point, we don't know that Frank is a psycho. Um, 
But she's family and she knows that he is. So why would you do that? Like, why wouldn't you stay and introduce them so that they could start talking and get to know each He's other? the tension and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, she probably knows he would have thrown her out before he did anything with the kid anyway. Maybe, but it was very but, awkward. Yeah, like, and hey, I would have been so mad. Thanks for throwing me to the wolves over here. I would be like, okay, this is awkward. I'm just going to walk through someone's random house <laughs> that I've never been in trying to find this person that I'm going to start taking care of. Get out of here. That Fantastic. was terrible. I would have turned around and just followed her out the door, too. Out. I'm done. <laughs> um, anyway, so that makes it a little awkward right there. Um, and then it gets even more awkward because it's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Frank. Slade. Yeah, Frank Slade. Um, he's basically kind of crazy. Um, they have this absolutely weird interaction. Um, I would say is worth watching the movie just for this part. Oh, yeah. You know, when they first meet each other. Um, so Charlie ends up mentioning that he wants the job to make money so he can fly home for Christmas. And Frank was like, oh, going to make me misty eyed over here or something weird like that. Uh -huh. And just starts blasting music. <laughs> like they're in the middle of a full on conversation and he just turns music on. Like, this is so much fun. I, if you haven't seen Scent of a Woman and you're listening to this, I, just go. Just watch the movie. Hit pause just, and just go watch, watch it. Uh, it's on. You got to rent it on Prime. It's like three bucks. Yeah. But go see Scent of a Woman before you Even, finish this. Case. Yeah. But you can like fast forward, you know, I think like 12 minutes through the, the prep school stuff in the beginning. You'll need it later. But just get to this like interaction first. You could probably go like, back find and the watch clip the on thing. YouTube, right? Yeah. I mean, it Oh, you're going to make me all misty-eyed. And then all the, this old, like, country music starts playing or something. <laughs> and then Charlie's just kind of standing there, like, you know, we're in the middle of a conversation. So he, like, shuts off the music. I think they say a few more words, and then he turns the music back on. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I guess the conversation is over. Um, so Charlie ends up going back into the house, tells the girl that he thinks he failed the interview. And she's like, interview? No, you're the only one to show up. You get the job. Um which seems like it's going to be a pretty tough job because Frank is pretty much a hard ass. <laughs> Not only that, but at this point, this is where his negotiation skills should have came into play because if he's the only one who showed up, I'd be asking for some more money. Like, okay, well, he seems like he's going to be kind of difficult. I'm going to need some extra cash to do this. Well, she did say that all he has, he could stay in the big house and, you know, talk on the phone, watch TV and whatever. He barely was supposed to have to do anything. I still want more money for it. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. All right. So uh, back at school, the pretentious group of kids uh, decided to play a prank on the headmaster. Headmaster? Dean? Yeah. Headmaster? Okay. Uh, it's a high school, so I don't know why. I guess that was the, th that was the name. Uh, whatever. Apparently, he got a Jaguar car, so everyone thinks it's ridiculous because they're like, oh, you know, the board of trustees or whatever got that for you because you kissed her bud and all of that kind of stuff. And yeah. It's just a little ridiculous, and I agree with that. Sure. Um, anyway, they hung a, a balloon above this lamppost where the headmaster always parks, and when the headmaster went to pop it, well, there was, like, white paint in there. So it got all over him, all over the car. So um, we've got Charlie that's in the headmaster's office, and what was the other guy's name? Oh, George Sims Jr. Okay. I want to say. I'm just going to go Sims. Don't at me. We'll see what happens if I can remember remember that throughout the rest no. of this. Isn't it Charlie Sims? I don't remember. Okay, so him <laughs> in the least it's pretentious. It's George Jr. 
the least pretentious guy end up in (laughs) the headmaster's office where he basically threatens to um, expel both of them and they don't say who was responsible for the incident because both of them were around the area when it happened. Sort of a witness to it. Yeah, sort of, kind of. Could easily have deniability, but mm, they do kind of know who did it. Um, So neither one of them speaks up. Again, even though they both know who is guilty. Here's the thing. They know who did it, but not because they were able to see them while it was happening. Like It was kind of obvious th- who did it. That's my out if yeah. you're one of these kids. But they're kids, so what do they know? So the headmaster is like, you know, take the weekend to think about it. Um, and also, like, lets the other rich... He lets the rich kid out of the office and sits down with Charlie because we find out Charlie is um, in this prep school on like a scholarship yeah he's not one of the rich kids um yeah and the he, well, head he's ma- working on thanksgiving so that he can make it home for christmas yeah. you know what i mean so the headmaster is basically like hey i help people go from here to harvard and it's basically like you tell me and i'll make sure your name's on that list and you go to harvard which tempting. pretty cool yeah. yeah very tempting especially since those kids are dicks well it's either hey go to harvard or get expelled at this point yeah, pretty much. You know, if I don't tattle, they're going to expel me. But if I do tattle, I can, you know, head on to uh, Harvard. Uh, anyway, so like I said, neither one of them speaks up. They tell him, take the weekend to think about it. So Charlie goes back to Frank's house to start taking care of him. And apparently they're going to New York City. Who knew? <laughs> um, and Charlie's all freaking out because he's pretty sure Frank's niece has no idea that they're taking off. Um, and he's afraid to be in the middle of it, which I don't blame him because I'd be like, hey, this is a terrible idea. Right. Um, but they go. I mean, what do you do? Argue with the man? I'm pretty sure he's going to go no matter what, whether Charlie comes or not. Yeah. So it's, mm, you might as well go. Free and, trip to New know, York well, City. He's blind. He needs some help. So That's right. Um, so Frank is pretty mean. I have not mentioned yet that he's blind. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. He's blind, too, by the way, just in case you didn't know. Again, if you didn't know, that means you haven't seen the movie. And if you haven't seen the movie, you really should. This is one where you really should watch it first. Yes. But uh, continue. All right. So Frank is pretty mean, (laughs) but then okay about things afterwards. Like, he yelled at Charlie for grabbing his arm when Charlie was just trying to lead him because he's blind. There. I was finally going to mention it. There we go. All right. At least I wasn't going to wait until the whole thing. It was 10 minutes in. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, he's like, are you blind? Are you blind? Why do you keep grabbing my arm? I'll grab yours. And like, he was so mean about it. Yeah. And Charlie's like, apologizing. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry. And then Frank is just like, don't apologize. How were you supposed to know? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Let's go from one side of the spectrum <laughs> to the other side real quick. Um. Anyway, they get on a plane and they head to New York City. Now, they're flying first class. They end up staying at this Waldorf... Astoria. Astoria Hotel. Uh-huh. You know, some fancy place. You say this as if you've never heard of the Waldorf. I've heard of the Wald- Waldorf, but I didn't know there was more words to that thing. Did you know it used to be Sears and Roebuck? Uh, no. <laughs> Well, there's two of them. Okay. Today I learned. (laughs) Anyway, so they go to this fancy hotel. uh, They take a limo to a fancy restaurant. And the whole time Charlie is like, I got to get back to school. So Frank finally tells Charlie how he needs him as basically a guide um, so he can have this amazing night in New York City. So he tells Charlie he wants to eat a fancy meal. He wants to see his brother. And he's like, 
something about like nothing like family or something like that. Um, have a glass of wine and make love to a woman. Then he's going to go back to the hotel and blow his brains out. Yeah. His words, not mine. Um, <laughs> so it honestly sounds yeah, so like somebody's going to be like, how dare you say blow his brains out when you were I, talking about getting shit stomped earlier? <laughs> true. But I just I don't like that phrase. Okay. You know, okay. understood. Just, understood. Well, good on you. He's going to go to the hotel and kill himself. Yeah. It, it's a little less abrasive. Um, so it honestly sounds like a crazy adventure for an old man's last wishes in the city. So Charlie agrees to go um, to Thanksgiving dinner with Frank at his brother's house, um, who doesn't know they're coming, which I feel like is a bad thing. And this is going to end up being some big fight or whatever, but, you know, we'll see. Listen, if, you're, if you want to go to somebody's house for Thanksgiving and you don't tell them by the beginning of November. You're in trouble. You're wrong. It's not going to work. Yeah. So, Yes. They go to the brother's house, and it seems like no one wants him there. It doesn't seem like it. Nobody wants him there. Oh, yeah. It's pretty um, obvious. Which is kind of sad. I mean, like, he's mean and everything, but I don't know. I still feel a little it's bit still, bad for it's him. family on Thanksgiving, you know? I, I don't know. Same deal. Um, so dinner ends with Frank's nephew telling the story of how Frank went blind and how he's always just been a jerk. It's not the fact that he's blind now. He was a jerk before. Um, and he keeps calling Charles Chuck and um, Chucky and things like that. So And Frank had corrected him already. So His name is Charles. Yeah, and so he does it again, and Frank basically chokes out the nephew and causes all this commotion <laughs> before stating that he may see everyone again next year. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. At this point, like, again, we know his plan is to, you know... It's a ranger chokehold. Apply just, a little pressure, I break your windpipe. <laughs> She's just, just very matter-of-fact about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> But he ends up leaning into like into his brother as they're walking away, and he tells him goodbye. I'm not believing good. Yeah, and says he's he was never any good. That was like really sad. I was like, that's that's a little too much for me. I, I feel bad for this guy, this jerk of a guy. Yep. Um, Pacino any, man. Anyway, they uh, return to the hotel in the morning. Um, so they they go to bed. In the morning, Charlie sees Frank taking apart and putting his gun back together. So Charlie threatens to call his niece, Karen, but Frank takes the paper with a number on it and eats it. Yeah. Um, and then he asks Charlie to stay just one more day. <laughs> it's the 90s, kids. He had to write paper, or he had to write numbers down on paper. Yeah, that's right. And if you hold them out and somebody doesn't want you to have that number, you're going to lose it. <laughs> and it's going to be gone. That's and right. you're not going to have it again. <laughs> again, he eats it. Like, uh, grabs the whole thing, chews it up, swallows it. Gone. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so Charlie asked for him to stay, or uh, Frank asked Charlie to stay for one more day, and Charlie agrees um, if Frank gives him the gun, which he won't do. So they settle on him giving the bullets to him. Um, so they go to a restaurant where Charlie actually orders a beer, because every time before this, when they'd sit down at a restaurant, um, Frank is a little bit of a drinker. Yeah. Um, and Charlie would just order nothing or like water and that would be it. So he orders a beer at this restaurant. You totally skipped over the, uh, Oak Room, didn't you? The Oak Room? Or is the Oak Room after where they had the expensive burger? Well, I mentioned they went to that fancy restaurant and that's, yes. that was the plan. Okay, yeah. The $24 hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. That was earlier. Way 1992. Earlier. I just yeah. wanted to pull that up because okay. $24 hamburger in 1992 Oh, my God. I wonder what they charge for that now. Um, $646. I imagine. Yeah, somewhere up there. Uh, again, shocked the entire time that he would only drink water, whatever, and this is the first time that he orders a drink, and Frank's always ordering, like, a double whiskey or whatever. 
All right, so they're at the restaurant. Frank smells a lovely scent and asks Charlie to describe the girl uh-huh. because he knows it's coming from her. Hey, a scent of a woman. Oh, my there God. You go. But they never actually say it. Like, But do you want that in this movie? Wouldn't it cheapen it? Um, there. Listen, there is a point, and I don't remember if I left a note about it. I think I just said it out loud. Something where he's like, there's only one thing worth living for or whatever. And I'm like, the scent of a woman. The scent of a woman. They could have dropped it in right there, and it wouldn't. It would have been okay. That's not what he says, though, is it? It's not what he says at all. <laughs> you want to tell everybody? What he no, says? I do not want no? to say. No? no, you have okay. to watch the movie there and find go. out what if he you says haven't there. Seen that, you don't remember. <laughs> that is not family friendly. I remember. You, Naomi jumped, not like you know, jump scare surprise, but like chuckle jumped. Like it was like ah, when he said what he actually said. Yeah. Yeah, what he actually said there. <laughs> anyway, so Frank smells a lovely scent and asks Charlie to describe the girl. So they go down to meet her, and Frank basically entertains her and asks her if she wants to dance, and he's, he's just a smooth talker. He is. You know? Um, so anyways, asks if she would like to dance. They end up um, doing the tango and having a great time. And, like, the girl is is She's there by herself. She's waiting for her boyfriend, fiance, whoever. And you, you can tell she's a little bummed out that he's taking forever. And they, they're like, oh, no, we'll just sit down and keep you company until he shows up. And again, smooth talker, all of that gets her to dance and gets her to admit, too, that her boyfriend, fiance, whoever never wants to dance or yeah. do any of that stuff. Um, so they tango, they have a great time. Then the boyfriend or fiance, whoever, ends up showing up and is like, oh, that's so great. You found someone to dance with. Let me shake your hand. And it's like this really condescending attitude. I I hate that guy. Whoever plays that character did a phenomenal job because everyone in I that movie. I want to look that up now. <laughs> I hate that guy. He's such a dick. He's it was just perfect. awful. Oh, you found someone to dance with you. And oh, he's yeah. like laughing too. Like he thinks that because this guy was dancing. Like, listen, this older gentleman was doing the tango with your girl. Like you should feel threatened and scared at this point. Not laughing it off. But whatever, you know. Let me shake your hand. <laughs> I love um, it. I love, you got to find somebody to holler at in each and every flick, don't you? Well, I found the perfect one for this <laughs> yes, one. Yes, this is well, well yes. chosen for this one. Absolutely. Um, and then he's like, we got to get going, and, and they take off. All right. So then um, Frank said earlier, you know, with what he wanted to do for the night, all that, he, he wanted to make love to a beautiful woman. So he gets himself an escort. He goes up to the hotel room while Charlie waits in the limo. In the meantime, Charlie calls George um, from the limo that they have all around town from the car phone in the limo yeah. in, what, 92 or whatever. Heck so yeah. Pretty cool. Um, so anyways, he calls George. George is the rich kid. Yep. Okay. So he calls George um, to find out, you know, basically what the plan is because – after everything happened with the headmaster, it was like, hey, um, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do in this situation? And George is like, don't worry about it. We'll get it taken care of, all this. And, of course, Charlie's freaking out because, again, he's on a scholarship. He doesn't need to get expelled. George is rich and has a rich family and all of that. And his dad probably donates so much money to the school, he's not going to get expelled. Exactly. I mean, you know that right exactly. off the bat. That's the whole, yeah. So anyway. So George he, Willis, by the way. Yeah. Charles Sims and George Willis. Yes. So 
he calls George and they're, you know, in Vermont on their little ski trip and all of that and just basically is wants to catch back up and say, you know, hey, what are we doing? He finds out George is heading back to the school to talk to the headmaster, which I thought at this point meant that he was going to blame Charlie for whatever happened or to tell on the other kids and, and make sure that he doesn't get expelled. But, of course, it just adds a little bit more tension because, you know, what the heck, man? I yeah. thought we were in this together. No, no, no. No, hiding behind daddy. Yep. So, all right, hangs up the phone. All of a sudden, Frank gets done and he heads back to the limo. Sits down, lets out a sigh, all that, and says, what a beautiful woman. No, he did not say, there. What a beautiful woman. Um, After that, Frank starts acting really weird. Like, the next day, he sleeps until the afternoon. He tells Charlie to go home. He rolls over in his bed, and he's like, I'm just, he plans on dying. He's just done. Instead... Charlie gets him to agree to go for a ride where they test drive a Ferrari, and even at one point, Frank is driving, and he's blind, so what the hell? Um, (laughs) Did you like that? That was great. It was just absolutely insane. Very well done. And then he gets pulled over, too, which I skim over that in the notes. I don't mention that a lot. That's a good scene, though, isn't it? Yeah. He gets pulled over, and he smooth talks his way out of it. Again, he just smooth talks his way out of everything, but it works. Cop wouldn't know he's blind unless he told him. You know? Well, that and when the cop tried to hand him his license or ID back or whatever, when he just wouldn't take Are you going to take this? Yes. And then he <laughs> grabs it. Yeah, you will. Um, after that, Frank continues to act weird. Just get weirder and weirder. At this point, I'm wondering if he's sober. Like, because, again, he's always having, like, 18 shots of whiskey. Yeah, right. All day long. Like, I mean, he walks out in front of traffic. He falls into a trash can. He falls into some bushes. And, like, you don't see him drinking at all during the day. That's funny. I don't know that I would have thought about that watching this movie. But, okay. I, that's all I could it's fantastic. think. But I don't think that's the case. I think he just had nothing to live for anymore. He yeah. did all the fun stuff that he wanted to do. And he got to drive a Ferrari. That's right. Blind man driving a Ferrari. Heck, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they get back to the hotel, and he decides he wants the couch. That's where Charlie has been sleeping. And Charlie keeps asking him if he's okay, and he just keeps saying, I'm fine, you know, a little too much fresh air today, or I need a nap, I've got a headache, all that kind of stuff. So he sends Charlie to go get some aspirin and some cigars, but he has to go to the store to get the cigars. It's this whole thing. And I have a bad feeling about this. I mean, Charlie's going to probably be gone for a little bit. I have a feeling Frank is going to kill himself when Charlie is out. But that's not how it goes down, because Charlie comes back, way too early and Frank's like you know that wasn't enough time to get the scars um Frank's dressed in his military uniform that he brought to New York City with him Mm -hmm. um he has his gun and he's preparing to kill himself um and Charlie and him get into this crazy struggle where Frank threatens to shoot Charlie at one point Charlie tells him to go ahead and you know it's it's this very um, Charlie's uh, just as afraid of his future as Frank is of his own yeah and I mean at that point it's so emotional, intense. I'm in the dark here. And it's a little awkward. It's such a crazy performance, man. It's, I mean, they did a great job with the scene. They really did. But I don't know. It just felt weird and awkward to watch that. Towards the end, sure. I was like, can we just do a fade to black kind of thing? <laughs> and then like see where it takes us in the morning yeah. where they're like sleeping on opposite sides of the room or something. You go, okay, well, they're both still alive. And they slowly start talking to each other or something. Because I can't watch this anymore. That scene goes on for too long. And it's it's just uncomfortable. It is purposely uncomfortable. They did a good job with that. <laughs> um, 
All right. So anyway, Charlie and Frank are like comfortable with each other again. They go back to Charlie's prep school. Um, you know, they, they fight it out, everything. And at one point, like, Frank says something about, do you want me to kill you or adopt you? Or, or I don't know whether to kill you or adopt you. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. And I'm just like, and then he asks him, do you want me to adopt you? And I'm like, what the heck is happening That's now? So like, like, this is too much. I like the line of, uh, you know, what am, what am I any good for or whatever Frank says. And, and Charlie says, you know, you can drive a Ferrari and dance the tango better than anyone I've ever seen. And then something about being a good traveling companion. Well, Frank says, you've never seen anybody do either, Charlie. That is true, too. <laughs> Just, It's yes. a really, really great exchange. The scene is amazing. It, it is a great scene. It just, you know, one you don't see coming when you start watching that movie. Yeah. Um, but anyways, okay, we got Charlie and Frank, and they're comfortable with each other again. Uh, they go back to Charlie's prep school. Frank gives him uh, the money that he's earned, heads out after, though, touching his face, which, you know... I a blind thing right yeah touch somebody's yeah. face it's to see what they look like right um anyways we're back at the school now we have this like trial thing going on whatever you would call it where the headmaster has gotten all the students together and it's to hear who was guilty in the prank earlier so you got george over there being represented or has his dad there with him whatever the reason it is um and charlie is there stuck by himself but then frank shows up that's right. To basically represent Charlie. And loco parentis. And and, he, and I love it, too, because, like, he comes up on stage and, you know, the headmaster is basically like, who are you? Like, why are you here? And he's like, I'm great friends of his parents and all of this. And he just, like, between being a smooth talker and a bullshitter, he just, you know, just <laughs> goes it, for right? it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so basically they want the kids to snitch on whoever did the prank. And the rich kid with his dad ends up like cracking under the pressure. He keeps saying, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if I had to guess and then names the three kids that did it. Yeah. Um, after his dad kind of gives him a look like just tell everybody and let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. And they basically reward him for this. Um, Charlie refuses to say who it was and he just says, you know, it could have been anybody looks like any of the students here. Which I thought was great because, you know, guys all do kind of look alike. Exactly. So, yeah, fits. Uh, the headmaster is basically like, I expected more out of you, Charlie, and then moves to have Charlie expelled. And then Frank starts yelling. Man, that guy <laughs> likes to cause a scene, doesn't he? But not a snitch. Yep. Um, basically says it's a bunch of crap and you just want Charlie to snitch and that's not what real men are made of. All this kind of stuff where you're saying, you know, you're you're supposed to be, you know, teaching these young boys to become men and all of that and you're turning them into snitches and just terrible for 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 society and just everything yeah i mean he goes off fantastic it's a great scene yeah it's a great scene um i love that scene it's a pretty entertaining rant i enjoyed it all except for at the end where they're all like clapping and cheering after he gets done yelling i don't know why i don't i just because it's weird it's weird like Like, if somebody like if you're watching this and somebody just went out ranting and raving wouldn't you been like Oh, man, did you hear what that guy said? I wouldn't be standing up going, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, at first, but it's like this long ovation of, you know, it's just, it's like, all right. I mean, I, I would probably applaud the, but to, I, anyway. I don't know. Mob mentality. Let's just chalk it up to that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the disciplinary <laughs> council or whoever they are decide not to expel Charlie. Yay. So he's staying in school. Um, Charlie walks Frank to the limo. Um, they end up dropping Frank back off at his home. And that's about it. Happily ever after. And Frank is a little less of an ass. That's right. 
the end. That's right. Frank walks in and makes up with the the kids the that he's kids. so mean yeah. to. He's so mean to like his with his, like his great niece and nephew or yes. something like that. Yeah, and he just jerks to him and and uh, now throwing stuff at him. He comes out of here a little bit of a better man. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, ever oh, after. And you forget as the uh, whatever the trial thing was ending. One of Charlie's teachers chases them out. Oh, and yeah. Introduces herself to Frank. So, presumably, you know, Frank may have a chance. Found some love. He may have a chance to, you know, actually find love. Which there is a part of that in the, you know, the movie that, you know, hey, I'm never going to have that. And Charlie's like, well, why not? You know, you can have love. It's not too late. That's right. And I'll even introduce you to my teacher. That's right. Boom. Scent of a woman. Yep. All right. Here we go. Here we go. That's sent of a woman. That's that's it. You're done. That's uh, that's, that's the it. last of the notes. Okay. Question number one, right off the bat, is it a Thanksgiving movie? Yes. <laughs> okay. Did you like it? Um, I did. Good. Good. Again, nothing that I expected. That's relieving to me. Yeah. Again, you know, after uh, last episode and Return to Oz, we had to get you something that was just as far away from Oz as we could get. Yeah. I almost cussed there real good. Uh, what did you know about Scent of a Woman going in? Nothing. Probably just that I like it. Uh, and again, I was I thought this was going to be your usual love story. And then when the fact is like he's blind and I, you know, figured that part out, I figured, okay, so they're, you know, I'm jumping to all the conclusions. They're going to go to <laughs> New York City. He's going to smell some lady and just be like, I love that smell and kind of like chase that smell through the city until he finds the lady again and they fall in love. Um, again, definitely less creepy than that so that's good uh but not what i expected at all i honestly after the the name scent of a woman like yeah. i don't know to you, me it seems like there is going to be some creepy moments in this oh there, okay there wasn't. all right all right uh, that's an interesting take so that was kind of your thoughts going in then yeah like you know because like at one time he mentions like burying his nose in a woman's curls you yeah, know yeah yeah absolutely okay. okay so what surprised you then i guess all of that all of that right all right. Well, fine. What did you? Uh, would you have liked it more or less if you saw it when you were younger? And uh, because I normally do, sixteen. I normally go to the teens for for stuff like this. You think you would have enjoyed this when if I you were a kid? I don't think so. No. Yeah, probably not. But I have to ask you that question because we ask it for every movie. Yeah. So like, it fits for Ghostbusters. Not so much here. This is probably more of a grown up movie anyway. But yeah. There. So this is this is one where it's like, yeah, definitely good that you waited until you're a little bit older. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, what was your favorite part? Um, I think a lot of the rants, you know, oh, anytime Pacino. Frank was yeah. just ranting and raving, like that was always great. But again, that first scene when him and Charlie first meet was just so, you just can't wrap your head around it. Like just <laughs> thinking about it right now, I kind of want to rewatch it and be like, what happened there? You know, you say that every single time I watch it, it's like, oh, okay, it's this scene. Pay attention. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun because yeah. it's so weird. Uh, what was your least favorite part? Um, the terrible guy that let his girlfriend dance with Frank. The guy who just let her sit there alone and never yeah. just neglected He's her. such a jerk. The neglectful husband. Yeah. Um, and again, like the, the weird stuff, the cheering at the, the end and all that. Yay, you know, we're not getting expelled. And this guy ranted and raved and it was so I great. I mean, you know, if for, for the f sake of the film and to stick up for the movie a little bit, what are you going to do in that scene? Just cut to black? <laughs> yes. Another fade to black. 
<laughs> I'd be a great director. Everything's no, fade to black. You could have you could have probably got out of the scene a little bit earlier than when Charlie's walking down the aisle and everybody's trying to shake his hand like he's a wrestler or something oh, like that. Yeah. That's kind of you know oh, that's kind of wet. Too but much. Anyway, anyway, okay, I, I get that. That you know that's fine. You can bump into anything in any movie. Oh, yeah. uh, would you recommend Scent of a Woman to someone else who hasn't seen it? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, would you watch it again? Yeah. Stop if it's on TV. Um. Yeah. Probably. Would you stop if it's on TV? Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, are you happy you watched it? Yes. All right. That's a good one. That's a success. Especially, again, after Return to Oz. Yeah. And, oh, that's what a waste you, of my life. That's how you follow all that up. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, awesome. Thank you for watching Scent of a Woman, finally. I, uh, I think we chose a fitting time to check it out right after Thanksgiving yeah, because it is technically, out. I guess, a Thanksgiving movie. So that's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. And what do you got next? Uh, well, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, we'll see what happens next week. Next, we got Thought of the Day. Ah, Thought of the Day, Thought of the Day. It's your Thought of the Day, Thought of the Day. This one's going to be rough. I was going to, I was wondering if you uh, even had one ready, because I forgot I to get dad jokes ready. Oh, gosh, look at you slacking over there. Yikes. I could read really slow if you need me to. Yes, just like Forrest Gump, slow. Um, I'm not going to go that slow, because then I think it misses the point. You know, I can only stall for so long. How you doing over there? Good. You're good? Okay. <laughs> Are you really ready for you your thought of the stall. day? Of course, I got you. All right. When you're young, you're mostly afraid of the unknown. When you're older, you're mostly afraid of the known. Oof, that is terrible. Yeah. Especially with an election year coming up. Ooh. <laughs> Jumping into the dad jokes a little early there. I Sorry. guess so. Sorry about that. All right. What do we got? <laughs> Luke, you going to leave us with a laugh? Uh, I'm going to do my best. We'll see. Why did the cowboy adopt a wiener dog? I don't know. He wanted to get a long little doggy. That's stupid. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the fact that you're laughing that hard over there. I mean, that. like, his face is turning red right now. Long little doggy. No. That's Just fantastic. No. Uh, I heard a large oil company is going to start making gasoline from insect urine. Okay. I think it's BP. <laughs> BP? No, I get it. I get it. You don't need to explain Should I have it. said BP instead of BP? <laughs> All right, one, one more. You're an idiot. Uh, having a colonoscopy wasn't the most fun I ever had, but it was definitely up there. That was terrible. Yeah, now whose face is red? Not mine. <laughs> Not mine. All right, that's episode six. I'm out of here. <laughs> See you next week. Look at this. Is, you, you know, you, you come back after a small hiatus and you get the best possible dad jokes I can come up with. That's I mean, BP. That's all I got. What the hell? <laughs> it's definitely up there. All right. 64. Check us out everywhere. Tell your friends, please. Share, 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 like, and uh, follow. Subscribe. Follow. F follow on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Amazon, uh, Spotify and everywhere else check out that sips and snacks turkey changa thing especially if you're in wilmington because you missed the turkey changa for the season so that'll but get it'll you get you excited up. for next year uh, paul moore said he had he, he was mad at us because he had to go get a sour beer after watching the the really? thanksgiving because the the beer and wine both also go with thanksgiving dinner yeah. that's the whole point so check that out if you have any leftovers left maybe at this point who knows yeah I, whatever but uh not sure what movie we're doing next episode because we never do but nope. stay tuned for episode 65 until then have some fun this week and be excellent to each other love, love you bye, bye.